0: So after I've been fight with uh, my own government to get my passport back in 2015, right? Uh, because uh, in 2015 I will get arrest as soon as I as soon as I land in the UK. Uh, it's funny story. Do you want to hear about that? Yes, yes,
1: please. Welcome to another episode of Silk and Steel. I am your host, Carl Zha. Today, we will continue the second part of the interview with British-Chinese YPG international volunteer Huang Lei. He had been fighting ISIS in northern Syria for three and a half years as an international volunteer of the Kurdish-led YPG People's Protection Unit. In the first part of the interview, he talked about his first tour in early 2015, and then he went back to UK where he faced problem from his own government, and then he decided he will go back to fight. This is his story.
0: So basically, what happened, right? I, you know, get on fly from the Jordan, Amman, uh, from Amman, fly straight to the Manchester, right? Uh, but the the, what happened is, like, uh, the, here's no direct flights from a man, Jordan flight to London, Heathrow Airport, from Heathrow flight to Manchester, Here this road, right? I was thinking, oh, yeah, I finally am uh, going home, I'm trying to get a rest, and uh, I'm trying to keep it low fire because, uh, you know, uh, after I've been through a lot, I some people are thinking, yeah, I've been there, I was a hero, but, uh, yeah, don't matter how, how much attention I got, right, I'm trying to just... You know to show the people what happened over there that's what i said so when i go back home i try to you know keep a low file so during that time i didn't contact any like a media press i didn't contact anyone so i think yeah i can go home now soon as i land in my no no in london heathrow airport right and you know what happened is like the plane it's just land uh the plane haven't stopped yet. like uh uh, You know, it's just like a almost finished, like a stop, like a attachment is there. Everybody stand up, trying to get their bag, the luggage, the suitcase. You know, the captain would say, Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a little bit of, uh, uh function like, uh, on our airplane, please remain seated. Then everybody was sit down. I was thinking, Is they please come to get me? No way, they can't just stop all the time playing, you know, just for me. It, then, Here's about six guys, you know, or five guys, and then one female, uh, coming. And then they show me the badge and say, "Oh yeah, uh, Mister Huang, and uh, we are from the London uh, Scotland Yard and the Anti-Terrorist Section, Anti-Police Section, right? Uh, uh, can we go outside talk?" I say, "Yeah, okay, no problem." You know, when <clears throat> when I come back, I was wearing like a really Uh, old white like a white t-shirt is start like uh, getting yellow and uh, dirty right and uh, my hiking pants also is dirty and uh, you know and uh, my boots and uh, my face was so black you know I've been under the sun so long and uh, I look like uh, immigration right also is illegal immigration and uh, I was thinking, yeah, people were thinking that. I said, thank you for the air crew, right, the air lady, right? She was so shocking. She looked at me like, oh, my God, this guy must be terrorism some shit. Because uh, the police say so loud, right? We're from the anti-terrorist uh, police, you know, department. Uh, I Even now, I just can't, you know, come for God what the people look at me, just look at me, just open the eyes. So shocking. The people go, oh, my God. Like, it's stuff. Soon as I go outside, they just told me, "Yeah, you are going to rest." So six of them, and uh, outside the door, he's two armed police as well. The what? What was it? What the fuck? For me, really two armed police with like a firearm, right? So they just waiting there. So they escort me to get a handcuff me. Everything we just walk, and the uh, people saw that place, right? Thinking I'm like a kind of like a, you know like a bad, really bad people, right? They are just running past me and they don't even look at my face that is so funny they thought you were a terrorist <laughs> yeah,
1: literally. You
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, I i just look so dirty long hair and i got like a you no know, little, little bit of a mustache right a little bit beer and uh, all my clothes are so old and uh you know dirty right uh and uh, here's a six detector Two on the front, uh, left uh, one on my left, one on my right, and two on the back. And uh, on on the back is here's two on place. as well. Say, oh my god, shit! Uh, i always get a handcuff, and uh, i was so dry. They will hide the handcuff. No, they don't hide anything. They just let me walk on the middle of like a you know walkway, right inside the airport. Here's a lot of Chinese people just oh shit, shit, just running past me. I uh, just can't kind of stop laughing there. During that time, I was thinking, I went over there, I don't want to be, become a hero, I don't want to be, you know, uh, become anyone, I just want to, to fight against this evil, trying to, you know, protect our country from them, right? Oh, So, I went over there, fight against terrorists, then I come home, become like a potential terrorist. I was in my mind, literally. I think about that. I was really fucking sad, depressed, and uh, you know, really disappointed.
1: Wow. So, I mean, how how so? Like, I I I guess after long interrogation, they finally let you go. But they didn't pl- place any like kind of restriction on you. Like, uh, they didn't. Um, you know, tell you you have to stay in the country, or like they didn't take up your passport or anything like that. So
0: basically, what happened is like uh, the police take me to one of the police station, you know, like uh, in the police van, like I can't see outside, so I don't know which police station. Then so I was like, uh, I in, in, say investigation by police, like you know, some like a DC right from the anti Terry from Manchester right. So they asked me, like, a question. They want to ask a lawyer or this shit. So after, normally, you can, like, uh, for no good, like, uh, you, if you don't have, like, a warning or some, like, from the court, right? You only can detain people for 24 hours. But for my first time, I was detain for 48 hours. I was literally leaving this cell and eating some shitty, like, food. You know, also... That day, right, is Friday night, and uh, some people get arrested, you know, uh, and they're putting in the sale. The guy was so screaming and shouting, screaming, some shit. i just thinking, oh, yeah, I don't want that you treating me as a hero, but uh, now you're treating me as a criminal. You're putting me with another criminal on the sale. That's my first time in my entire life, right, uh, was to get arrested and put in the sale for more than, like, uh, more than a day, you know.
1: Um, Wow i i i'm, I'm sorry man I, i'm sorry for what happened to you um but uh but like they after they finally let you go there was no uh travel restriction on you or anything like that uh
0: after they let me go right like they taking my passport my wallet my everything my sh- my shoot list right so i walk outside the police station. i have nothing oh I supposed to get a flight from London to Manchester, right? So because you know I've been stayed at like two days, right? They really cancel, right? And uh, here's no refund as well. And I was asking them, said how I go back to Manchester? So they bought me a train ticket from London to Manchester, right? And uh, that's it. Uh, they let me go about like one o'clock afternoon, but the train was about six o'clock, you know. Here's about five hours. What I'm going to do in five hours. I don't know anyone in London. I have no mobile phone. I have no money, literally. Right. And uh, I didn't even have lunch here. I just, you know, they let me go outside. I've, first time I feel like I'm homeless. Like uh, I was staying in a police station. Right after that, they're just kicking me out. Just, yeah, just go home. Just like that. The, I went to the uh, play, uh, train station, right? Or uh, from PlayStation station to the train station. I was there. I saw the one of the uh, detector. Yeah, he was saying feel bad for me as well. So he gave me five like a uh, five pound, right? To ask, uh, to to ask me to buy some like food for myself. I was so touched, right? Five pound, or uh, yeah, maybe five US dollar, right? It's not that big a but for me during that time, oh my god, that is seven, because I'm so hungry, starving, right? Because the train from the London to Manchester is two hours, two hours as well. And I don't know when I go back to Manchester, Who I'm going to contact my family already, like, you know, already say, yeah, you know, to my son, go away, go fuck off, do whatever you want. So, and also they, my parents move their house as well. So I, I can't contact them. I have no mobile phone. So I don't know where to go in Manchester. And uh, this guy gave me five pounds. I was thinking, should I leave this five pounds or buy some food? But at uh, that time, I was so hungry. I was buying, like, a, one of the Burger King. <laughs> Spent, like, a three pounds. I was thinking, oh, shit, I only have two pounds. So maybe I can get a bus to some one of my friends' house. Yeah. That is how I end up when I go back first time.
1: Wow. I mean... Like this is only your first tour. I feel like that there's already enough material for for a book. <laughs> like, like uh, seriously, it's like novelistic. Um, I mean, not not many people have gone through the same experience you have. So, how long how long did you stay in Manchester before you finally decided you're gonna go back?
0: Just about three and a half months, because I go back.
1: That's it. That's, that that was short. I mean, you didn't even think about uh, finishing school or anything like just just go back to your normal life.
0: I was thinking about going back to my normal life or continue my university like a uh, degree, right? Cuz what happened right is like they police told the university to hold my degree. Uh, because they're trying to prevent me, right? To go back to like a uh, Syrian to back back to fight, right? They just like uh, say, oh yeah, if you go back, the university won't give you any degree. So right now is uh, I went to university, I finished my study, but I don't have a degree. So mm. <laughs> the because what happened to me is like the uh, first time I go in there, I didn't get a, you know I didn't learn anything. I just went to street fighting or doing any different things. I want to see how the systems, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm like a really like a communist or some like socialist or capitalist or some stuff. I was like uh, in the middle. Uh, I want to see both sides, right? Which side is good, which side is bad, right? No matter which side is good or bad, you have to see for your own eyes, you know, so sort of learning from the book, right? Book says they're good, it's good. Good say it's bad, it's bad, right? history written by the winners right so you don't know that's real or bad or, or false so i want to see with my own eyes i want to really get into that systems and uh, i was thinking why 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 i come back right just like for for like nothing right i didn't get what i wanted i want to Actually, to get into the culture, get into the, like, the society to see how the system works, then I would say, fuck okay, it. Then I borrow someone's mom, my friend's money, right? And, uh, you know, trying to go into the coal against the police and something, right? Finally, uh, I went in the coal. I only get my passport back and some money then I give my money, the only money right. But, but uh get a one flight ticket and the uh, wrestly I just give it to my friend and say yeah thank you for him his help. Then I straight fly back. Wow.
1: wow. Uh so so this time um like did you have different plans when you went to Syria? Like because you want to learn about uh how this that the that society was organized. Um, and everything. What did you do differently this time?
0: Oh, because this time, right? I went back in like a, a north, like a 2015 December, right? So we can count from like a 2016 January, from 2016 January to 2018, right? 2018 like a um, May. That is how long I stay for the second time. Continue, no stop. I didn't come back or just stay there for two and a half years of that time in Syria. Uh, this this second tour, I've seen a lot of people, I've right? been through a lot of things, and uh, I have learned a lot of things. Then I finally get my conclusion, right? So for, for the first time, I was thinking maybe I just a little bit playing over that, like, you know. But the second time, I really getting into the system, getting into the people, right? So I learn a lot of stuff. So I change a different view for them.
1: How did you do that, though? How did I mean? What what did you do differently second time? Um, how did you how did you get into like learn the the how the society operates and stuff? So
0: uh, when I get back in, in 2016, I asked it right to go. To Kubani because, uh, at that time right, the Kubani was North Canton was linked, so that's my first time, uh, to go to Kobani because you know after people saying about how bad the Kobani is, everything is right. Then I wanted to go there, go over there to see. It. Then finally, like the commander was uh, give the permission, I was straight sent to Kubani. When I just entered the city right, st- you know the fighting is already like a uh, right, but the uh, the city still haven't rebuilt yet. They still like doing clean up, right? To get like, the body, uh, down, down the building, right? And uh, you can see everywhere is destroyed. Like this three floor building was destroyed, and uh, the house destroyed. The has have big hole. So they haven't still fix here. People in there, right? Uh, cause January winter there is like a, a winter. You know, in Middle East, especially in like Rojava, like in uh, the winter it was like a rain season. Uh, there always rain during the winter, right? Really cold, wet. And then in Kobani, you know, it is really dirty, full of dirt, sand, and uh, you know, with water is mud everywhere so dirty, and the people still living there. And uh, you know, here's uh, like one of the buildings, like a two floor building. The second floor is destroyed, the first floor, like a big hole. But this like a uh, woman still still like her like uh, you know, through in inside a half destroyed building so that's the first time i actually to see this society not just say uh, fighting fighting just like uh, you know how the people
1: really living uh, day by day so people were already returning to kobani after its uh,
0: liberation in 2015 yeah like, uh, they, like uh, it's not like uh, oh immediately but uh, they slowly slowly go back to their home but some of their home is completely destroyed so they was living like a, you know uh, UN like a refugee tent just outside Kobani here is like a small area for them then they're trying to go back the people start rebuilding their home that is something you want to see right and I uh, went to the hospital and uh, stayed there I was thinking about, oh no, I was doing the same thing. I was told the commander my experience. He said, "Yeah, you can be like a the power like a paramedic, right. They actually have like a three ambulance inside the hospital. I was so surprised, but the three of the ambulance, right? two is from Germany one is from France. I was so confused. How the fuck you you guys have like a three ambulance a real ambulance, but it's from german German ambulance and the French ambulance that is so funny,
1: oh was it because they were donated,
0: yeah, yeah, like at that time like the u n started helping them, but from different countries right they they donate some like old ambulance for them, they' don't to, like be like a paramedic right, and uh that time right we uh, they just finished in 2016, beginning, right, they just finished the AINSA operation, they just take half half of the Ainsa from the dash but still have another half from there. So our job is like uh, take the angels from the front back to the hospital but uh, that is a long way from the Ainsa to the Kobani's uh, hospital is about 15 or 20 kilometers and uh, here is no aid station or any hospital during that and uh, here is only like a one volunteering like a group like a is the local volunteering like a medical group right stay in the front that's it and they don't have enough equipment so i was thinking shit this is going to be bad <laughs> then i stay in that place right for one and a half months because you know i think like really you know the still seeing a lot of horrible stuff in the hospital right
1: Sweet. So you went back to work in the hospital even after what you went through the first tour? Yeah. Because, you know, like they was asking,
0: right, Uh, what do you want to do, to do this time? Because last time right, they asked you, this is very similar to fighting. But this time they was asking uh, what you can do. I was asking, can I go to see the political side? They say no, you can't. So can I go to the hospital? Yeah, you can. So I have no... Like a too many choice, so I straight go back to the hospital. Then, but the, it's good from the hospital. It's like a one day you are working, one day you are free. During the free time, right, I was so lucky, right, to find one of the Kobani. They just rebuild this language school for Kurdish language. I was uh, uh know the uh American do, uh go to the uh, Kurdish language to learn the language. That's actually my first time start learning the language. So I can talk the Kurdish
1: with them. So they have, uh, like, do they, don't they have um, instructors, especially for the international volunteers? Or, or is this just a general general school?
0: Oh uh, No, this, is, this one is a general school, like, right, just for all the Kurdish people, right? Like, learning, like, uh, Kurdish. Because what happened before is, like, uh, you know, during the war time, there's no school before that, right? Like, the regime are forbidden, encourage people to speak their own language, right? So they only like a recognition, like their language is the Arabic. So not a lot, everyone can speak like Kurdish. So they created a language school. So trying to teach uh, like people their own language. If you like, uh, I was thinking about that. If I'm Chinese, right? And uh, here's some like country, right? And like forbid me to speak my own language. I definitely were getting like a say fuck that shit. And uh, I went to them yeah. and uh learn the language. So after that I was uh I was I, I was able to communication with the commander, you know, uh finally, you know, I can tell him what I want so his won't be like a mistranslation or misunderstanding then uh, he asked me where I was. I was say I want to go see the city. I want to learn this stuff. But uh, he said, I, I don't know any, like, uh, position you now to send you. Then I was, like, uh, asking, can I go to the logistic? Because uh, before that, my clothes was broken. I went to the logistics station they gave to me, right? Then uh, I saw the logistics. It was a good job. And, you know, the funny thing is, uh, I, I was the first international, went to the lo- Went to the Kurdish like YPG Logistics working there, because you know everybody coming there, right? They just wanna fighting or do, doing like and like another stuff, but nobody went to logistic. What
1: was that like working at the <laughs> working for the logistics operation? People
0: think it's bored, but for me it's good because you know you start working like about nine, then finish about sometime you know finish twelve, some finish one, then rest of the time, just free then i i just use the free time and just walk around the Kobani city right Go to the uh local store to buy some like uh, a energy drink buy some stuff and i'll go to the language school and i go to restaurants as well that time right i really feel like um uh, i'm getting like a uh, getting in for the culture getting the people you know uh I met a lot of people and I uh, talked to a lot of people and, uh, you know, and uh, I learned a lot of things from them. And that is a really good time. Uh, you know, and I actually sort the system, how the system benefits for the people, right? So, it's not from like, from the book I read or from the news I saw right? Oh, yeah, some people say, yeah, they are terrorist organization. The people is like under pressure. So then I learned, right? The people, like uh. They live in there, right? Ask, uh, like, multiple people. People, like, uh, you know, Arab, right? And there's a Kurdish people, right? Some, like, another, like, a ethnic group, right? They live in there. Perfectly. And, uh, you know, in Middle East, right, you always think about their religion problem or some stuff. In the same city, they have a church. And on the other side, they have, like, a mosque, right, for their Muslim. But they never have a problem because the system actually works, right? So, you know... Always oh, a benefit for the people, right? So they make it, like, a say, confident. It's gone. I can't say completely gone, but, uh, you know, you won't just say, oh, yeah, uh, you are Muslim, I'm going to kill you. You, uh, you are Christian, I'm going to kill you. It's not like that, no. And uh, I went to the uh, city, right? I see, like, I see how the city step-by-step step to rebuild. And I also, you know, one day, I went to the city, right? I was empty-handed. I, I just want to, you know, take some pictures to see the Kobani, how they rebuild some stuff. I was walking on the street, right, and the people say, oh, how about, come, 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 like, drink some tea, you know. In this time, right, in, in, in modern time, right right now, who, who will invite you go to, like, who invite some random people go to their home, like, uh, or, or the garden now to, to drink some tea or some, like, uh, eat some stuff? in America, or in, like, uh, Europe, if somebody, like, uh, going to your garden, you will say, get the fuck out, or they're going to shoot you, or they're going to, like, call the police, but over there, you still have, like, the feeling, right, like, you know, comradeship, or friendliness, right, you know, it's really rare, I never feel that before, I only heard from my grandfather, you know, from the Red Army, or someone, you know, during the Chinese Communist time, uh, I never saw that I actually experienced that. When I walk down the street, the people say, oh, yeah, you're YPG. or oh, you're international. Uh, they very thank you for what I did, right? I went to there with my, with, oh, like, a, you know, open hair, I have nothing. So I come back with three, uh, three black, full black bag stuff. Some the shop give me some sweet, Some the shop give me some toothbrush. Some give me, like, a little bit stuff. This small, small st- stuff make a lot of stuff. You know, everybody's so like, a, oh my God, you are like a, a, Chinese or you are like international. Oh my God, we thank you so much. They keep saying this word. That makes me really warm. That makes me understand what I'm fighting for. I'm, I'm not fighting for like a political or some stuff. I'm fighting for those people, right? The local people. The, the, the kid, right? The smile of the kid. The people live freely people invite you for tea now chat with you don't maybe you can't speak even the same language but this there's, there's not some words say jackie Chan, bruce lee yo boogoo china <laughs> you know just some of this stuff make you so warm right make you feel like a yeah i'm the right thing people walk on the road freely they use their mobile phone they use anything Right, they can do. They can watch like a Chinese TV. They actually have a Chinese TV, but the in uh, uh, Arabic subtitle. That was so funny. They can watch like English news, anything. There's no any like uh, you know controlling, and a uh, you know woman, you know for the system, right, social system. So the woman, they don't need to cover the hair. Even she said, "Oh yeah, I'm Muslim, but uh, I'm not cover my hair. I still have free choice. My family cannot." Make me to do something, you know. I don't want it, you know. This is a woman, right? The feminism, all this stuff start growing there, and as the kids, right, just do whatever they want. They want they can learn like science, math, whatever they want. Some of the kids told me before, like the dad, right, forbid them to learn any science or math or some stuff. So, you, I can tell the difference. So, that's why I start liking the place, start. Want to do most of for the people over there? How long did it take you to learn the language for me It's about four months, yeah, so I can speak like uh basically a fluently. then I take me another like uh maybe another three or four months that I can completely understand what they're talking about
1: um can you say something in Kurdish like a phrase or something uh yeah
0: like a dumbash shower Naviming navi as the a Sisu uh
1: okay can you translate that
0: maybe I didn't say so too good right because I haven't speak for a few months uh my hello uh dumbash means like a uh, um good afternoon however friend uh my name is Navu Naviming means my name is Sipen Kawa is my Kurdish name uh as the Rojava CSU need, Uh I was in Rajava for three and a half years. This is very basically right and some like tom, sometimes they uh the people ask me to speak like a uh, harder like a uh, the stuff, right? Like uh I'm beaching Seba am beaching of a pitching pitching Rojava uh Chiba pitching Rojava Rajava horse. like a uh, yeah just some like a uh, uh, long word like this i like say yeah why are you going to rojava because rojava is good some some stuff and then uh, you know for internationals sometimes we have like really funny word right because sometimes they encourage people doing these things are really slowly it is it, it's, it's like the nature right because they're always in war so they're doing the things are slowly you not know, so say yeah we try to enjoy our life so we always take use this word like like to laugh in them, right? Say Siba. Siba, Siba, Siba. Siba uh, means tomorrow. Two Siba means, uh, I like guess, s- uh, Siba means tomorrow. If you say two time, right? Siba, Siba means maybe after a few days, if some Kurdish uh, people say Siba, 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 three time, right? That means never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they say that. Say, oh, yeah, how about we need some, like, uh, they have some stuff. Okay, silver, silver. Like, you know, they just say it, like, two times. Okay, a few days. Um, if uh, silver means, okay, maybe one day or two days. If they say three times, okay, ten months. How about silver, 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 It means, yeah, never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is one word, right? Like, uh, here's another word. means, kadahe. Kadahe means uh, forbidden, right? Because sometimes they don't know how to explain or or how to get an excuse, right? It's just a forbidden. Chima has no Why is forbidden? I don't know. So this is to where all the international, you know, we take a joke about this, right? That is so funny. That is the language. The language is really different from Turkish. And uh, Arabic, like the uh, language is like uh, originally is from like a, a Persian language, it, you know? And uh, you know, it's funny things like uh, we can say one, two, three, four, five, right? A yak to do, sese, cha, pinch uh, is one, two, three, four, five. In Indian, is exactly the same. What? And uh, sometimes the language makes with another language as well, like a Russian, right? Russian, like, a uh, thank you, is uh, uh, a right? Uh, I think so. And uh, in Kurdish, so, uh, uh, right, it's spasibo. And in encourage right, it's spas. So quite similar. Uh, and some of the work was Russian similar as well. I said, whoa, the language is really different.
1: Yeah, so, okay, so so you went to work in the log... How long did you work at the logistics uh department uh, I was in
0: logista for two two months and three weeks and after that I've been calling to because you know they know I was learning like uh, the Kurdish really hard and uh, they think I'm Kurdish very good and uh, they say yeah however uh, we need you to go with another group like a, of international, right? So you can translate for them. So during that time, I was like sending with another group to go into AINSA. During that time, is about like a 2016, May. That time is like a Operation AINSA. So we, we was going to push to the south side. Because, you know, during the same year, 2016, uh, after May, I think May or June or July, they announced like a, the Raqqa offense in that time as well. I was there as well <laughs> when they announced like, the Raqqa campaign I started. I was just right
1: next to them. I remember seeing your picture on, on Twitter. Uh, there's some Kurdish uh, pro-YPG uh, Kurdish activist uh, tweeted your photo on, on, on Twitter. That's that's how um, originally I was getting most of the information from about you. And then I would take those photos and uh. Post on Weibo, right for for the Chinese uh for the Chinese social media users uh um, that that's after your Weibo got got uh basically suspended right <laughs> so so yeah. I was doing so I was I was taking all these uh snit bits of info I can glean from Twitter and I I I keep uh. People in China updated about your progress. <laughs> that, that's that's how a lot of people were. Because uh, you you had a you had a big fan base at one point. I remember you had like ninety thousand followers or something on, on Weibo. Um, like quite 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 a bit, uh, almost like hundred thousand. Um, yeah. before he was suspended. <laughs> and and so a lot of people. So I was used to post a lot of stuff on. Of Syrian war in on Chinese Weibo, and a lot of people would constantly ask me about you. At that time, you know, the only source of information that I have is whatever I can find on Twitter, <laughs> and I will see your image get get posted during those campaign. I remember that, like during the Raqqa campaign, they, they said, "Oh, here's uh, here's Huang Lei, you know, he came back, <laughs> he came back to do the Raqqa campaign." <laughs> I remember that. You know, I
0: was always there because, you know, I don't have internet like uh, all the time, right? So I can't post anything. After my Weibo get a block, I say, okay, fuck it. I just do my own thing. And uh, here's the one- because at that time, right, I was like a, uh, kind of like a bodyguard for one of the commander, right? Because uh, he known me for a long time. He said, hover, see, you come with me, you will see a lot of action. I say, okay, tell me, then turn it out, I'll just be one of his bodyguard. And I think he's doing this because yo, check me out. I have one Chinese, second like, one bodyguard. <laughs> you don't have it. I feel like uh, he just turned it off. Really? He saw the every commander say, "Havasi pen, wala, wala wala." Come, come. Then he, he just said, "Yeah, look, my bodyguard, my Hava.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're his personal Jackie Chan.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, he he was quite high rank as well. So I can't, what I can say I said, no no, but I said, okay yeah 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 good good yeah why everything is alright. Oh uh, my god that's like a, after that like a, it's kind of like a, uh the time like a, the point to change me, because uh, I start meet the high up like you know from the political side from the military side from the journalists. Then I start touch more, more, more different people, right? And uh, they were asking, say, yes, hey, as I was like, but you should go into on the photo, right, to show the world you are in the rocket campaign. I said, fuck, no. Why is why, why that so awkward? You you can f- see, right, that campaign. And uh, when they're doing the interview, all this stuff, right, here's about, literally, I was counting, right, almost 1,000 people during that area. So many people, right? I was so shocking, right? They ha- actually have some like armed vehicles, some stuff like a, a uh, right? Like one five five, like a oh no, one o five, yeah, H- Hunger. all this stuff. I was literally. Wait, this
1: was the time when, um, they said they were going to I like they were gonna push from I- Issa, but what what actually ended up happening is they they went over cross the river to liberate to. To, to Man Beach, right? Was that? Did I remember that correct?
0: Yeah, like uh, like uh, the original plan created diversion. Like uh, they announce uh, attacking, uh, they actually attacking Ainsa. They take full full control of Ainsa. Then then, then they clean like uh, the village a little bit. Then they make the what they call is international road, right, from the Ainsa to the border. So they clean that road, they rebuild that road. Then they start putting all the force, everything right. Uh, we are uh, ready to the main beach. main beach, literally, what I can say, right, is literally like a slut ground. You just go in there, you get killed. Isn't one group inside, the group get killed. Really, really bad. I never see anything like this in my entire life.
1: This was during your second tour.
0: And, yes, after the Ainsa, after like they announced like the Raqqa Camping Star.
1: Yeah, I remember because um, there was a time. So first YPG did a surprise attack, across the river, took the Tishrin Dam, the October Dam, and then um, then YPG stopped for six months. I, I guess there was some kind of um, some kind of political negotiation between Washington and Turkey because Turkey wanted to take take over that operation. Turkey didn't want YPG to cross Rufayde River to the other side. Um, and, 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 and so there was a lot of negotiation with uh, Obama's White House at that point. Um, that Then YPG stopped, basically stopped uh, after establishing a, a, a bridgehead on the river and they stopped for six months. And, and what ended up happening was uh, Daesh or isis they had basically six months to prepare for the defense of man beach they, they build a lot of fortifications and they basically you know um they were prepared basically they knew a, a, a attack was coming and they they had six months to prepare for it so um yeah, yeah, and and I remember you were telling me that it was a really hard fought campaign, right?
0: Yeah, like you know when they came in start, you know how as I, uh, I still contact you, I still contact with you on Weibo, right? Why just going that literally every day, right? Like uh, they see a new fresh like a group going, then second few days, right? They come out, right? Just like half of them, or sometimes the entire group in wipe out, complete wipe out. A lot of body bags, a lot of people is dying there. It that time, like, uh, finally, like, uh, American finally getting vote, Like, uh, you know, when the beginning of Manbij, right, the American even sent the special force come to, come to there. They've been heard, like, a uh, governor of the Manbij area was still inside. They want to capture him alive. So they can find out where the Baghdad is. So one day, right, when the beginning of one day, like, uh, here's about seven Humvee, convoy and all the stuff they come in, and every like the people get off the uh, hungry, right? There was a like a dress full, like a, you know, American gear, and uh, you can tell they are special because they were get an M4 and those good stuff and a pistol. And uh, everybody have like a long ass radio and a big beer, and everything you know, you know, just like uh, the movie, but uh, they not like a movie, say yo, I- I'm so big, they're just normally talking, right? They're trying to be like normal, and uh. All the the international, the Americans say, oh yeah, fuck yeah, American, former American, yeah, like this. You know, the funny thing is, after they went inside, and on the second day, they went out, like, they literally, just one guy get a serious injury, and another guy get, like, a light shot, so they was pulling back from, like, the scrounging or something. And uh, before they left the main Beach, right, they told another American guy, say, You guys get the fuck out of here! I've been in Special force for 30 years and never said shit like this." So that's the, what the, the original word and what he said to another American guys. Some guys literally just uh, watch and saying, "Why are you guys going? Oh my God, no! Don't leave us!" A lot of people, right, like uh, leave like Rojava during or after Moon Beach. And uh, I was counting around about uh, fifty or sixty people leaving during the moon beach or and after moon beach because every day. This
1: is uh, international, right? The, the from the international volunteers. Yeah,
0: like uh, you know, here's a few volunteer and get a kill and especially here's one guy called Dean and uh, his, his name is uh, Shahid Gavala, and uh, he's from the uh, Britain. I was with him on um, on the first tour. Second time I met him, but uh, I didn't talk to him a lot, and uh, he was on the front, and uh, he being sent to another area. I was uh, on the uh, south, southeast side, and uh, he was in the south, like a uh, west side, you know. And uh, they would get a uh, shooting so hard, right? And uh, the RPG hit him, and uh, he get a kill straight away. So sometime, right, Moon Beach is really like a. A big like a big step, a big point, like a turn point for me as well.
1: So I wait, so you were you were involved in the fighting in Man Beach? Uh not to the beginning. Beginning I was still the
0: <laughs> commander's bodyguard. Then after I've been keeping requests, asking them to go into the front and then he finally agreed, say, Yeah, okay, you can go with this Kurdish group to go to the front. I said, Yeah, then the first when they be beginning the fighting, right, with the Oscar, then start, they move into the city, then they try to cut the city, right, divide the city into multiple piece. then slowly, slowly eat the piece. So that's a tactic, right? So they basically, like, a split the city in middle and half, then they try to attack the south and west side, right, uh, first. So th- this was a... Di- this did so when the beginning the southwest side is really fighting so hard then the southeast and the east side started getting so many like a uh, uh suicide bone so literally average one day right they would send one uh suicide carbon or suicide bone to come to us so i was like doing like a uh, uh, checkpoint right on the highway from main beach to the uh cross the, Euph- like, uh, the euphrates so what happened is one day i was there with Club and i saw a bunch of people civilian come because during the main beach campaign right like a lot of, like a uh, civilian come you know they escaped from the isis and uh, the woman wearing black and uh, the guy that they are arab or something right the big 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 beard And uh, I don't know who was like a dash, who was like uh, not dash, right? So we have to like uh, now check them or stop them to question them, ask them. But uh, you know, when when we're doing this, uh, when they are very close to you, you have to face to face, you can't shout. So during that time, one day, right? 2016, I think it's January. No, 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 sorry. uh, July. Or I think it's June or July. Just just one of this month, right? Can't remember the date.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the Man beach operation started around like end of May. So yeah, you would you would be June or July. Yeah.
0: Then what happened is like uh oh, here's a group like a uh, civilian come out like uh, they hold like the white flag, right, to show them like uh, they're civilian. And uh here's uh, seven women cover the face and uh, uh some woman holds a kid and uh, here's three old like uh, not like a uh, man's right. It was uh, behind them, so we can't really see like what uh, they have. So they hold a the big bag, right? We're being told them to stop. They actually stop, but uh, they still move slowly to us. And uh, some like uh, the YPJ going up there, asking what happened. Then uh, what three of the guys from the behind? They just put their AK out, start shooting. Even the woman from them. So five. Five of the women die and uh three YPG get a kill and after they finish the shooting they just blow themselves up. That is so close, that's the first time I see like a, a human body like in a suicide bomb. Uh probably like uh twenty or thirty meters. My ear was really...
1: Oh wait, wait, wait. So so they start shooting and then then there was um was it, was it a car no. bomb or was it Just like a, a like a like a suicide vest yeah. they strap on Just their body? Just a vest
0: on the body, right? But the uh, you know before they blow them so up, right? They, st- they use AK to shooting around them, right? And uh, when the YPG here, three YPG talk to the you know the women's right, and uh, one of the guys starts shooting through you know, shooting the women's, including like uh, their wife or I don't know then also the YPG as well, they start shooting us on the checkpoint, and uh, the sh- another guy start running to us, Then one guy managed to shoot his leg down, then he away, in his best, boom, big boom, that's why sometimes my right has got a big problem, because that time, so close, right, and my right ear literally, I can't hear anything during the time, and just, and um, one of the cashier uh, cameras said that my ear is a little bit bleeding, and uh, my head's literally sh- like uh, you know how to say that, sh- like a uh, dizzy, and uh, my I my right ear can't hear anything. My left ear just keep be
1: like this. How close were you when when the suicide bomber exploded?
0: Like a uh, twenty or thirty meters.
1: Wow. Did did, did they? did were did they um did they reach their target like was anybody um from your side getting hurt or did, were you guys able to shoot him before um he got too close
0: like uh, what happened is, like uh, we are the they find like uh, the point right like a uh, front line point to like a, uh, uh you know here's the first first front line second front line i was in second front line and uh, we are doing like a uh, uh check the body and check the stuff trying to you know trying save the people right and, uh, you know, the people on the first front line, they, they don't care of them because they're not on the main road. They are around the main road trying to protect them, right? So they leave main road to us. And, uh, you know, we're putting a lot like, uh, you know, um, barrel, some, some you know, rock or on the middle of road so the car won't drive to us. If we sold the car, we just because before we're attacking like uh, the city, we told that anybody want to come out, they just walk, right? Uh, if anybody driving the car, we are shooting because you don't know they are civilian or not civilian because carbon can blow up everything really big, right? And uh, if like uh, just a vessel would like you know, body like a like a suicide bomber, right? You know, he can't carry that much like a C4. You know, even he blow up, he won't cause too much like a uh, damage, right? So we ask everyone walking, then those motherfucker come in, and uh, this fucking fat motherfucker, uh, He he tried to like uh, run into us because uh, we have like a checkpoint uh, on the back. Here's one of the vehicle, or some like ammunition, some foods, and uh, here's Dushka truck. He straight run into Dushka truck. I was charging my fucking phone on the Dushka truck. And uh, literally, the, he I just put it in and carried it out. I look and uh, the What happened? They start shooting. I was what the fuck? Then this motherfucker. This fucking fat motherfucker just running straight to me. I don't know. He trying to blow up me up or just blow up the Dushka truck. I believe it's Dushka truck. So then someone actually shoot uh, his leg, right? And uh, he was falling down. Boom. Then big explosion. <laughs>